0: The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams from the service Already in Progress. And life circumstances can change, but the good news is the Lord never changes. That's good news to me. So never stop rejoicing in the Lord, no matter what's happening around you. No matter what's happening to you, never stop rejoicing in the Lord. Because you are apart from where you are. You may say I'm in a a low place right now, a tough place, a hard place. But that's not really you. You are apart from where you are. You are apart from what you do. Some have done more than others. Some haven't been able to do anything. But that's not the real you. You are apart from that in Christ. So you are apart from where you are, apart from what you do, and thank God you are apart from what you have. Whether you have little or much does not determine your value in the eyes of the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and rejoice all the way from the beginning to the end. Rejoice all the time. So I found myself rejoicing in the Lord so I wouldn't lose my joy because sometimes the only news you get is bad news. But thank God that we have the joy of the Lord. So whatever God's plan, his purpose or his will is for your life, whatever you do, beloved, finish your course with joy. Finish your course with joy. Psalm 16 verse 11, the psalmist David spoke prophetically and he said, you will show me the path to life. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. David clearly showed us that joy is the path from life unto death. Joy is the path. And this is how we're going to get through to the other side, by maintaining the joy of the Lord. How can joy be the path from life to death? Well, David said it was. He says, you will show me the path. You will show me the very key to life. For in your presence, there's fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. How could that be? How could joy be the path from life unto death? Very simple, beloved. It's through forgiveness. Forgiveness and reconciliation to the Father. It sets us on a path of joy. Let me say it again. When God forgave you, when God reconciled you, he brought you unto himself, then he set you on a path of joy. In Luke chapter 15, Jesus shared a couple of parables and one of the parables he spoke of was a woman, a woman who had 10 silver coins and he said to his disciples, what woman who has 10 silver coins and she loses one does not light a lamp and sweep the house and search diligently for that lost coin until she finds it. And when she finds it, she calls her friends and her neighbors. And she says, come rejoice with me for the silver coin which I lost, I have found. Then Jesus went on to say, likewise, likewise, there is joy in the presence of, There's joy among the angels in the presence of God. In other words, the angels of God in his presence have joy over that one sinner. Over that one sinner who repents. Joy in the presence of the angels of God over just one sinner. One sinner who's forgiven. One sinner who's reconciled. Because that one sinner is now set on a path to joy. God wants you to have that joy for the journey. So why do we rejoice in the Lord? Why does God want us to rejoice all the way? Why do we rejoice in the Lord? We rejoice in the Lord to celebrate the fact that we're in God's presence. Can you imagine being in God's presence and being sad? Can you imagine being in God's presence feeling down and depressed? in the presence of God, you're going to have joy. And if you believe you're in the presence of God right here, right now, then you need to get your joy on. So we rejoice because we celebrate that we're in the presence of God. Then we celebrate to maintain the conscious of the presence of God. Too many of us, and living our lives, walking around like the living dead because we've lost our joy. Why do you say that? When you lose your joy, you are spiritually unconscious. I remember as a college student, I worked as a nursing assistant in a general hospital. And so I had many occasions to observe unconscious people Unconscious patience. When a person or patient was unconscious, they wasn't aware of me. They wasn't aware of themselves. Neither were they aware of any of their surroundings, anything happened around them. And when we live our lives like that, when we live our lives like we're not in the presence of God, when we live our lives without a consciousness of the presence of God, let me tell you, we are that one lost silver coin that's been found. And because of that, there's joy in the presence of the angels of God because we have been forgiven, because we have been reconciled to the Father. We're no longer living our lives like we're unconscious. So no matter what happens, no matter what comes, no matter what may, we will maintain our joy for the journey. I'm not talking about happiness. I'm talking about joy. The joy that the Lord gives. So we rejoice because we're in the presence of God. I don't believe anybody when you get to heaven, you're going to be sad. And if you believe in heaven here on earth, and if you believe his kingdom come, his will be done. If you believe you're living in the presence of God right now, then you ought to have joy right now. Don't wait to die and go to heaven to find joy. You can have joy right now. And then it's your responsibility to maintain a consciousness of the presence of God. Too many of us, we got our joy on in church, in a worship service. and Then when we leave the church house, our joy leaves us. No, God wants you to be conscious of his presence all the time. Do you ever leave the conscious of God's presence? Do you ever leave a consciousness of God's presence? Do you ever leave God's presence? Well, let's consider Jonah. Let's consider the prophet Jonah. The Lord spoke to Jonah, Jonah chapter one. The Lord spoke to Jonah and said, arise. Arise. Go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach against it, for the wickedness have come up before me. And Jonah arose. He did did rise. He arose, but he decided to go on vacation. He decided that he would go to Tarshish to flee the presence of the Lord. So he went down to Joppa, and he found a ship That would be sailing to Tarshish. He paid the fare and he went down into the ship, the Bible says, to flee the presence of the Lord. Now, Tarshish was a city in southern Spain, it was a resort area, a vacation spot. How's it that the Lord speaks to this prophet and says, Arise, go north. Nineveh was in the direction of north. But he decided to go south, to the south of Spain. How's it that Jonah could think that by going on vacation, he could flee the presence of the Lord? But Jonah found out that he could not flee the presence of the Lord. Even out on the ocean, the Lord met him. The Lord met him out on the ocean he was cast into the sea and the Lord prepared a great fish that came along and swallowed up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of that fish for three days and three nights. But it was only until Jonah began to offer thanksgiving unto God. It was only until Jonah found his joy for the journey. And when Jonah found his joy, that great fish spit him out onto dry land. And then Jonah began to go to Tarsha, to go into the city, to go into Nineveh rather. He then went to Nineveh, preaching the word of God, yet 40 days for the Lord shall destroy Nineveh. He's got his anointing now. He's got his preach on because he discovered, I can't flee the presence of the Lord no matter what the distraction is. I just can't get away from God. Had Jonah knew about David or remembered the words of David, Jonah would have knew. You just can't get away from God. David said in Psalms 139, verse seven and eight, he says, where shall I go? From your spirit. where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend up into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. So David taught us, you just can't ever escape the presence of the Lord. You may escape the presence of the Lord in your own mind, but when you try to escape the presence of the Lord in your own mind, you have become the living dead. The living walking around dead. What a grotesque thing. Living like a dead man. Not knowing that God is not a God of the dead. He's a God of the living. And he wants us to have joy for the journey. You know what's so wonderful about this thing? Particularly when you've been saved. What I mean by that, when you've been forgiven... You've been reconciled to God. The Lord has promised us everlasting joy. Everlasting joy. How long is everlasting joy? Well, it's joy that lasts forever. Joy that lasts forever is everlasting joy. It was the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah 35, verse 10, who said, And the redeemed of the Lord. The ransom of the Lord. They shall, come unto, they shall return unto Zion with singing. Why do you sing? Because I have the joy of the Lord. But the ransom of the Lord shall return to Zion, and they shall return with singing, and everlasting joy, everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. That's the promise. Isaiah said, because you've been redeemed, you will return to Zion. Glory to God. And you will return with a song in your heart. You will return with singing because there's everlasting joy upon your head. You're gonna obtain gladness and joy. And he says, if there's any sorrow, If there's any reason to sigh, he says if any reason to mourn, all those things will flee away from you. I'm telling you, this beloved, you want to feel better? Rejoice in the Lord. You think you have a problem? You don't have no problem. You just need the joy of the Lord. And when you begin to rejoice in the Lord, all of a sudden, The things that made you sorrowful, the things that made you mourn, they begin to flee away. Glory to God. Glory to God. So because of forgiveness and reconciliation for our past sins, our present sins, and for our future sins, if you should stumble or fall for any reason, God still loves you. God still loves you. And he's placed you permanently at his right hand. You are permanently at the right hand of God. That's a hard for a lot of people to get their arms around. But you've got to grasp this revelation. Where you've been placed, nobody could displace you but yourself. You have been placed permanently at the right hand of God. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Forever, forever means forever. So we've been reconciled. We've been forgiven. And our God is a loving God. He's a just God. He forgave us for the past, the present. He says, I'll forgive you for the future. Because I have permanently placed you at my right hand. Glory to God. This is what Jesus said to his disciples in John's gospel, chapter 15, verse 11. He says, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might be in you and that your joy might be full. Jesus is teaching his, his, his disciples, hold on. To my teachings. Hold on to my word. I've spoken these things to you. That my joy may be in you. And when the joy of the Lord is in you. He says that your joy might be full. Full. So it's more than just having the joy of the Lord. He wants you to be full of his joy. Understand what it means to be full. Full. Most of you drive automobiles. You know, just last night, I was, I was coming home f- uh, from the park after my little workout, and my car on the infotainment screen flashed me a message. You are 25 miles to empty. Would you like to choose a location for a gas station? Of course, I said no, because I know where I'm going. And I noticed something about that. And maybe you notice about your car. When you're on empty, it's like you're driving around on fumes. It seems like that car just don't drive as good as it does when it's on full. Seems like when you're on empty, seems like that car don't have no get up and go. Don't have any pep. Don't have any pep in its step. But have you noticed when you feel your car? You fill it with gas. You fill it with fuel. Seems like that car runs so much better. Huh? This is what Jesus is teaching his disciples about for. He says, I want my joy to be not only in you, but I want you to be full of my joy. When we're full of God's joy, we don't weaken in the face of bad news. In the face of circumstances. And sometimes, you know, you get, you get tired, you get frustrated. And you be asking yourselves, the conditions in America, they've been going on for 402 years. How much longer? But God says, hold on with your joy. Hold on with your joy. Don't give up. Don't give out. You need joy for the journey. Glory to God. So to finish your course with joy, what you need, beloved. And I wanna close with Acts chapter 21. To finish your course with joy, you gotta make up your mind right now. I'm not gonna let nothing break my heart. And many of you, you've had your hearts broken. Your spouse had broken your heart, your children, your friends, or those you thought were your friends, they broke your heart. But you can allow nothing, no one to break your heart if you're going to finish your course with joy. Now in Acts chapter 21 in closing, here we see where Paul had left Ephesus in chapter 20, as we read in our foundation text. And they had sailed different places. Then they came to Caesarea. And Paul and those that accompanied him, they went into the house of Philip the evangelist, who was one of the original seven, the first deacons, as recorded in Acts chapter 6. And Philip had four virgin daughters, and they all prophesied. So I want you to understand something. He's in a real good place, a real good environment. Then in verse 10 of Acts chapter 21. And as we stayed many days, that is, he stayed many days at Philip's house. And as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. And when he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet, and said, thus saith the Holy Spirit so shall the Jews of Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now, when we heard these things, this is Luke speaking now. Luke says, and when we heard these things, both we and those that were, both we and those from that place pleaded with him not to go to Jerusalem. So get the picture. Paul's in the house of Philip. Philip has four virgin daughters who prophesy, who has to get the prophecy. Then all of a sudden, this prophet named Magabus comes down from Jerusalem. And he not only prophesies, but he histrionically demonstrates the prophecy about what's going to happen to Paul when he gets to Jerusalem. And they're all saying, Paul, 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 when they heard these things. They pleaded with him not to go up to Jerusalem. They pleaded with him. For a moment, they lost their joy, but Paul never lost his. Then in verse 10, Paul says, Paul answered, what do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Paul says, why are you weeping? Like we would say in this day and this time, why are you tripping? Why are you tripping? Why are you trying to break my heart? I'm not going to let nothing break my heart. I have joy for the journey, and I'll let nothing or no one break my heart. So to finish your course with joy, beloved, you need a good start. But you need even a stronger finish. A good start and a strong finish. And here's the good start. When you receive the revelation of your forgiveness, know that you are truly forgiven. You don't have to look over your shoulder. You don't have to be tormented with guilt about sins you committed in the past. Know that you're forgiving. Know that God has remitted your sins. And that ought to bring you joy in and of itself. So you need a good start. If you're going to ever finish your course with joy. But you need even a stronger finish. In other words, we grow in the Lord. The things that moved me years ago, they ought not to move me this year. See, where I was in God before the pandemic, I ought to be a little stronger during this pandemic. How many hear what I'm saying? I ought to be a little bit stronger and I ought to be more committed to rejoice in the Lord. I'm not saying... There won't be bad things. I'm not saying evil won't come against you. I'm not saying there won't be be pits in the road. I'm not saying any of that. But I am saying you will let none of those things move you. For you are committed to finish your course with joy. Glory to God. So in life, here's what we're going to have to do day in and day out. We're going to have to rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. We got to be steadfast, instant in prayer. Then we got to rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Father, thank you for the joy of the Lord. Thank you for giving us joy for the journey. Thank you for placing us at your right hand, showing us the path of life. That path from life to death. That path is paved with joy. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. God, bad news may come, bad things may happen. But let us draw from the joy of the Lord. The things you've said unto us, let them bring us joy. That our joy may be full. Lord let us be determined to go all the way let nothing and no one stand before us for your joy is greater than any problem any circumstance thank you for the joy of the Lord let none of these things ever move you beloved be not careful For your own life. In other words, never think. Your life is more important than anything else. What's more important than anything else is God who's given us the life and the joy that he brings. And so our attitude must be we're going to finish our course with joy. None of these things move me. None of these things move me. So that needs to be your resolve. I'm gonna finish my course with joy. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I know there's a lot going on. There's a lot to be discouraged about. But one thing about it, there's a lot to be joyful about That is, we are forgiven. We have been reconciled to our Heavenly Father. We are permanently placed at His right hand. And in His presence, there's fullness of joy. And at His right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So be encouraged, beloved. And whatever you do, let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Walk in the love that God gives you. Walk in love. And have faith in God. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net, 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.